we were Mormon, what would be our podcast name? Um, wife number five. I don't Ooh. know. Wife or, talk. Wife talk. <laughs> Sister wife Instead talk. So like wife swap. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Welcome slash welcome back to our podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Ella. And I'm your other host, Avis. And here's the gag. Um, today on Here's the Gag, what are we gonna be? What are we gonna be discussing? I thought that we should delve into our more controversial takes. Mm. I think that we haven't really been. You know, we're two people with large opinions, often <laughs> conflicting with the norm. Ooh. So Do I you thought think? we okay. should lose our stable fan base that we have. It's been rock solid thus far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's shake it up. Let's create a divide and uh, get into some uh, hot takes, I, I would say. Th- I think media needs more division. I think so too. Yeah. And I think women should be more empowered to speak their terrible opinions. Yeah. Because I have a lot and I'm ready to share them. I'm ready to be controversial. Okay. And I don't think either of us will have any political career in the future i'm gonna speak that into existence wow way to damn me i think i could be a ceo of a big way company one day though public office. ella though i've thought about politics genuinely i actually think you would be good wait you're a you very good liar two, you just said two separate things whoa <laughs> i slid that in there did you like it <laughs> yeah i am a good liar which is why i'd be good and you save face so well like when i get embarrassed my face bright red everyone wait, knows too. when i'm lying you are so good at like you know turning what the, it on the trick is somebody i think i read this somewhere once it's to keep it very close to the truth yeah that's true like you change like a few things but you keep it wow sorry to everyone i've ever lied to I think a really good way that I learn to lie is to gaslight myself. I convince myself oh, the lie good. is true. Yeah, that's good. It's dangerous, though, and I'm really a bad liar. So learn from Ella. Don't learn from me. I think you have your moments. <laughs> I'm so truthful. <laughs> Who's that guy? Is it Washington? Who, like, couldn't tell a lie? Johnny Appleseed. I immediately George. was like, Johnny for some reason, I feel I like George Washington, Washington and Johnny Appleseed. I think, it was I think that was Washington. his alter ego for some reason. They both liked apple trees, mm. question mark. Oh, no. George Washington, that was the cherry tree oh, thing. Fuck the cherry Although, tree. I don't, exi- I don't believe that cherries come from trees. That's my controversial okay, take. I've never fucking seen that. We're going to walk around my That's a bush. That's not true. Really? Yeah. Wait, are you serious? I knew they were cherry blossoms. Wait, why are we I didn't having hot takes? Trees. Let's just do things that <laughs> you believe to be true. I didn't believe in dinosaurs for a long time, and I'm not even religious. Oh my I'm God. just stupid. I'm sending this to my uncle immediately. Does he not believe in dinosaurs? No, he's a paleontologist. Oh, <laughs> that's not even a real career. Ah! I actually, watched Friends, and I was like, they made that job up. He also, it's like a very different field of paleontology. Anyway. Okay, hot take. I'm starting soft. Are you starting soft? I'm starting soft and getting really intense really okay, fast. I really only have two, so... Do you want to go first? No, I want you to go. No, I think it would make sense because the two, I have three. So if we, Oh, no, maybe it would make sense. I go Just, first. Just, yeah. Women in STEM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My first hot take is one I'm pretty passionate about, but okay. I think it's a softball. Um, I think that regifting should always be allowed. People that oh. shame people for regifting, I'm like, it's sustainable, eh? I hate when people give bad gifts. 
Yeah. I shame people because I think gift giving is like such a big part of my love language. I like gifts. Okay. Noted. I like receiving. Noted. <laughs> and I like to give. And there's some people in my life that are not good at giving gifts. I'm not. I think you're good at get, giving gifts. Yeah, I, I gave you a muffin give, last week. You give like small gifts, which is so nice. And you haven't even like, we haven't even been through my birthday together. So like, how would I <laughs> Wait, even know the that? Way that? You know? You said that was so funny. <laughs> For some reason, it sounds like I'm like calling you out on something you didn't do. <laughs> we haven't both been through the holidays, Christmas time, Kwanzaa. Like we haven't, we haven't experienced that together. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I'm, I'm excited. For I can't wait for us to go through Christmas together. <laughs> and Christmas Eve, the biggest day of the year. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so like there's people in my life that I feel like they're good. Like their love language is like acts of service mm. instead of gift giving. I think that might be mine. I think you're both, though. I think you're good at both. And I like no, that. No, no, like what I like from other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I feel like if someone gives me a bad gift. I hate just having that shit around, you know? Mm. Especially, like, little token gifts, also, like, like a trinket. close the loop, you know? Like, like the thing about recycling plastic and, like, being able to close the loop on that. Like, truly close the loop on materials in our lives. Yeah. My mom had, like, growing up, like, a box of things that she had gotten somehow and she didn't want. And, like, for gifts, she would just go to the box and, it's like, get it. my mom. I think it's such a smart idea. People are so, like, shaming about, like, you know, so-and-so gave this to someone else and she gave it to me. And I'm but like, that's also, amazing. Sometimes it sometimes it's a gift that like, especially if you have friends who have similar interests, which is what happens in your life. Um, what is that noise? Construction, I'm guessing. Okay, I'm going to move on. But for some reason, I was like, that's a really steady fart. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, if you have friends in your life with similar tastes, which is the nature of a lot of friendship, I think. You That's like it. bond over different things. Then sometimes a gift is better for your friend than it is for you. Yeah. Especially like a book. Like I feel like sometimes I get books that I'm like, this is not my kind of book. Yeah. And you got to remove the judgment from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, I'll give this to my friend because it's unopened. No one knows it's a re-gift. I you know? totally agree. So I think re-gifting is the way of the future. People should stop like putting such an emphasis on newness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Now I'm thinking that I should come in with a softball um, hot take. I think it's fine because I'm going to be delving into hot, so go go boiling if you want to go boiling. Um, let me think about this. Oh, I have a hot take. Let's hear it. Um, my hot take is that some alternative milks should not exist. Are we speaking to cashew? We're speaking to... Rice? Pea milk, specifically. Oh. We're speaking to, yeah, I'll, I'll say it, cashew milk. Mm. Mm. Pistachio milk, sure, but it's like kind of a weird flavor. Have you had pistachio milk? I honestly am not agreeing with you at this at all. I love these weird alternative milks. I, Pea milk, I might be able to be like, okay. I mean, I, I love oat milk. Yeah, delicious. Um, and I love that it like saved the oat farming industry. Did it really? Was That's it so sweet. That, I thought it was you that told me that. <laughs> Somebody was like, it saved oats. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. I love oats. Oats are so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Excellent. Um, Like, what is your beef with them? Like, you just don't like the taste? Do you think they're kind of I just don't. I sometimes I'm like, what about cows? 
I hate cows. Oh, you're very into whole milk, though. I forget about this. Yeah. I just think that cow milk has a time and a place. And obviously, I don't want to, like, abuse a cow to get its milk. I want a cow that's, like, happy and healthy and is, like, I got some extra. But. <laughs> or you like, want a little? <laughs> Here's a tape. Hey, they, like, open their, <laughs> their <laughs> trench Suckle coat. on this, yeah. Ella. <laughs> I just think that cow milk has a time and a place. And I think it's more frequent then we're ready to discuss as a society. More frequent. Like, I feel like we've come through a lot of circles, a lot of cycles of cow milk's relevance. Like, people mm. were like, oh, calcium builds your bones really strong. And then they're like, pasteurized things are the devil. Like, and now it's like animal cruelty and we should only be drinking these alternative milks. And I think that, like everything, moderation is key. Ugh, I hate moderation. So if I'm going to have oat milk one day... I, I w- am, like, going to balance it out with other milk the other day. This is not relevant if you have lactose intolerance. If you have lactose intolerance, I'm sorry. Peace God be with you. coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to the seventh circle of hell. I don't know what to tell You're you. You're deeply unevolved. I mean... I'm a little lactose intolerant. Though. I know. I know. Okay, I mean, so, but but you're all like environmentally conscious. That's what surprises me. I here. think there's a way to consume. This is why it's a hot take for yeah. me. I think there's a way to ethically consume cow milk. It's true. I think I just get surprised because, as everyone has said your entire life, you're very like vegan presenting. So I'm always shocked when I see you eat meat, when I, I see you drinking cow's milk. Okay, well, I don't, like a to baby. be clear, I don't like raw dog, like cow's milk. I'm not out here, like, seeking Ew, out milk. I knew people like that. No, that's fucking weird. Even when we were kids, it was nasty. And it then is. they go into adulthood and they drink a tall <laughs> glass of milk. Wait, who was it the other day who was like chocolate milk? It was Lydia. Sorry, oh. Lydia. Okay, strawberry milk? If you're into strawberry milk, I'm, like, weirdly, like, aroused by how crazy you are. You know, I'm like, you're crazy. Who the hell drinks strawberry milk? No, that's weird. If I were to pick any kind of berry and milk, it would would be raspberry. It wouldn't be strawberry. Yeah, strawberry milk, now that I think about it, the more I say it, it probably means you're a sex offender. Like, I don't think there's probably a Venn diagram that's entirely a circle of drinking strawberry milk and being a sex offender. I don't disagree. Uh, What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, let me get this hot take back on track. Let me light this match for your life for cow's milk. I just think that there are situations where I would prefer to support a farmer who is like mm. ethically than an oat. harvesting milk than some like mysterious oat company or like almond thing, which doesn't that take a bunch of, I don't know. The jury's still out. I'm just saying there's a lot of different, when I try to like research, when I put in the work oh. and I try to research oh. what milk I should be consuming, um, it's just really confusing. And I know that cows produce milk and we have had cow milk for this a long time. This is a fact. Time. And we've been ingesting it. It's like chicken eggs. Like I, I just know that some things work yeah. for, my, for my body. Now for everyone else's body. What's your next hot take? See this one? We're going to have to go through some context. Have you ever watched the Netflix series Cheer? No. I was obsessed with this show for a week or so. Um, it's about like the best cheer division in college sports. Ooh. So it's really interesting because it's like I didn't know much about cheer. I was I always saw cheer as like cheering on the sidelines for a football game. And this is very like gymnastics cheer, like professional, lots of injuries, really intense yeah. cheer. Bring it on. I always wanted to do cheer, but I can't even do a like I can do actually a pretty good handstand, but I always fall. Um, but I can't do a what's that cartwheel? Cannot physically cannot it's because i have a fat ass i think 
my balance is totally off i meant bring it on the movie yeah okay. i know okay i've seen it okay it's a good movie yeah you do have a fat ass though <laughs> thanks i wasn't fishing for that anyway so i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really interesting show because it's like showing like it's in texas um, right and so there's like a lot of it's like a very conservative sport in a lot of ways, but also all almost all the people in the sport are kind of low income, or at least the ones that they featured in this. Mm. I think they were trying to do kind of like success stories. So it's a lot of like really small white women, some of which are like very impoverished, and then a lot of like queer black men oh, interesting. Um, that make up the team. And they never really like discuss why that is, but I don't know if that's just like a normal cheer thing. I don't, I'm trying to think about like, the cheer squad at my school it's not comparable at all was it like a cheer squad that cheered for sports yeah so i guess that's not the same thing yeah this is it's like, like gymnastic competition because you know those people like i didn't really know many people like that who like went off to do all these like competitions no. i mean I, I knew people who like did cheer and like they would compete for cheer but mm. not i think so it was probably they... them then oh yeah but they also would like cheer for football games and stuff i always wanted to do the pom-pom cheer yeah, that sounds. Fun. And then I wouldn't have to do a cartwheel. Well, there 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 are two different kinds of people, aren't there? Like flyers and like yeah, floor. base. I'd definitely be a fucking base. Yeah, you would. Be like here, you broad-shouldered bitch. <laughs> Hold ass. these little girls up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Get on the, my shoulders. The little girls are like really little girls. Yeah, they're very small, they're like and they're always like five slim. foot. Yeah. And we're big Amazon women. We're very tall. <laughs> we're like five three. <laughs> I'm five five. No one believes it, but I'm it five is four. true. I'm five four. It's said to be true. Okay. Um, By your doctor, allegedly. I Who's will a get. Hack? I will get a report of this. Doctor's a quack. Yeah, doctors are fake. That's my hot take. Um, okay, so there was a big scandal. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, about you're laughing. <laughs> laughing. People. This was a scandal. People <laughs> talked about this. I'm not like a crazy person. No, no, no. I I just like you being like. I don't know if you heard about. You hadn't heard of the show. Like my finger on the pulse of the show that I haven't seen. Go ahead. If you even dared to look at pop culture, it was a big thing. So Jerry Harris was like a big, um, he was one of the queer black men on the show who was showcased. Uh And he was very big for like his positivity um, and like Matt talk, which is like the way that you like pump people up. See, we're actually getting to something along those lines. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) She's joking too close to home. No. Um, So Matt Talk, it's like he was – you always, like – I think it's kind of like a football team, though I know very little about football teams, where, like, you have, like, a big team, but only, like – play on a football team with those broad shoulders? Literally, I think I would have been, like, hypothetically good – on a football team, I, I wouldn't you, be good at playing the sport, but been, I think I would be good at the sport. People culture. would be fucking scared of you. Exactly, I do have like kind of a frat boy energy sometimes, but I don't think I'd be talented on the field. I think you have like runt of the litter who like eats someone's like large intestine energy. I've been said to be scrappy. I think, you've and got I'm a good fighter. Fight. Yeah, I think you've got that instinct. My the kids in high school had a fight club, all the boys, and I was so upset I was never invited. Ew, <laughs> I, I would don't. be so good in fight club. That is so. Um... I'm already talking about it. See, it's not my fight club, so I can talk about it. That's true. I That's wasn't true. invited. That's rude of them. It was very. Okay, so back to not talk. Yeah, so this guy, he really wanted to be like on the the team that performs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like all the extras put it in like theater terms 
Gotcha. The extras. The understudies. <laughs> the swing. <laughs> and then the main ensemble. Um, so, but he, like, never managed to get on the thing. Mm. But, like, he was, I think maybe at the end he managed to perform. But, like, everyone, like, who watched the show, because it got very popular. It was the number one show on Netflix. And, like, all the, um, and he had, like, this tragic backstory of, like, he was in foster home. He was abused. Oh. Like, his single mother... Like, he was kind of, I think he was either raised by a single mother or he was raised by kind of the families of other people mm. who did cheer. And they all managed to, like, because cheer is so expensive, you know, it's like a rich yeah. person sport. Um, yeah, so then how were all these low-income kids on the show? I think it was a lot of, like, I think either they wanted to showcase these stories mm. and it was kind of the exceptions. Interesting. Or there's a lot of scholarships, grants, or kind of just, like, luck of the draw that managed to get yeah. people. Well, I'm also in. wondering if, optics wise that was a conversation yeah it seems like they wanted to highlight that part of it especially like sending all these kids to like very small conservative texas town yeah that's intense yeah it's very interesting and i feel like they never really i wanted to know more about the politics of it's run by this one woman monica who's like super famous yeah Hmm. and i suspect conservative from the tone of the show i feel like they went a little more into that and i'm not remembering but it was interesting you know and i'm always kind of like, I don't want to be suspicious of her because I feel like she gets enough shit for being, like, a Yeah, but if she's capitalizing woman, off of these, like, athletic, like, queer Yeah, especially, like, men. the second season after this drama, the way she dresses it, I'm so suspicious. Okay, Ooh, but we'll go okay, into that. Yeah. So th- that she, that's part of my hot take. Okay, so, um, yeah, so after, like, he managed, he's kind of the success story. Like, he manages to get up from the ground up and get on the show and get on this big, the best team um, in cheerleading history. And like when the show gets popular, Ellen has him on the show with the rest of like, he, he's the, like the standout. Once you go on Ellen. And like, you know, all those like white women celebrities that like are a little, I don't want to say like out of, they're not making that many movies anymore. Kind of like What's that really ni- white woman is known for being really nice? Reese Witherspoon? Kind of. I think she probably talked about him. But the one from the... Um, Jennifer Garner? Yes. Mm. I think she was... Because she's always commenting on things. She seems really sweet. But, like, yeah. she was always like, oh, Jerry's, like... I hope to God no one said spirit animal. But, you know, they, they probably did. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, I love his positivity. He's so sweet. And, like, he became, like, this huge, like internet celebrity oh in God, a sense i'm ready for this shoe to drop yeah so then these allegations come out from oh. these two little white twins um twins yeah the weird thing is okay. they're twins um who whose mother kind of like pushes them to come out with these allegations not pushes them but i think encourages them mm-hmm. um so they had been at and they're like 13 let me look up the ages oh boy um victims um and they had known each other for, uh, yeah, 13. And and Jerry was 19 when this happened. Um, they'd gone to the same kind of competition, so they'd all been in the cheer world. Um, and he had been texting both of them. Oh, God. Not together, not on, like, a group chat, but I guess individually. Um, and had been asking for nudes, had been saying, like, Oh, my God. When we get to this competition, we're going to, like, have sex here. Like, ah! all this really graphic, terrible stuff. Wait, to, like, both of them or to each of them individually? I think one more than the other, but to both of them. Oh. Yeah. Which is also, like, so bold to, like, go after. So like, bold. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot about 
twins that make me a little confused yeah, but there's a lot shocking. going on there there's a lot going on right? i'm like do you talk about it and then you're like both too scared i don't know and it's so hard for them because this is a huge yeah, popular cheer, celebrity like especially because oh. they're in the cheerleading world everyone looks up to this person i also feel like you know being 13 and maybe not out yet you're like i don't want to like out myself yeah. and also out an abuser and open myself up to all that yeah that's apparently they like lost a lot of their friends like they got a lot of abuse and then like that all came crashing down like jerry's like this big celebrity and then everyone goes like you know jennifer garner is like radio silent after this happened it's tough jen so this is my hot take this is what i've been stewing over i think i got so irritated at like you know like white womanhood media making him like a mascot almost mm, yeah and I'm like oh he's so positive even though he's had a tough life like i hate that whole like americanism of like like blindside energy yes exactly yeah. of like he's happy now because he's successful so he has no trauma at all besides the fact that he said he was like sexually abused yeah, as a kid that he went through all this we always know creates exactly like we cannot be surprised by this i think and we can't even like villainize like i think you can villainize him to some degree but I, I think you can just see this as like this is the result of a cycle we created as americans like our poverty cycle our foster home problem and also our like false positivity i guess that mm, we that's so true and i feel like now especially there is this energy on i'm thinking about specifically jennifer garner since you brought her up but there is this energy with some like you're right like actresses who aren't who like aged out of hollywood mm-hmm. essentially which is another conversation entirely (laughs) but like but like actresses or celebrities for whatever reason who have like aged out who uh contribute to this like good uplifting Mm -hmm. always on like humans of new york it's like like, it's like everyone losing their mind for lizzo which which i love lizzo i lose my line to lizzo yeah who doesn't but there is but there is that level of like um like Lizzo probably if if Lizzo was like having a bad day or something and just like screamed on live, I'm pretty sure everyone like all those women, all those white women would be like, what? Right when she had like kind of like a public suicide attempt, and then everyone was like, wait, what? Yeah, Lizzo was like, there was a period maybe a year ago that she kind of tweeted about how she was like really wanted to hurt herself. Oh my god! And then everyone was like. I did not know that. Literally, like no one, like I think some people stepped up. I think some of her celebrity friends like stepped in, but it did seem like everyone kind of blamed her for that. Whoa, that's yeah. okay. So that that's what I'm talking about. It's like like it, a tokenism it, of sorts. Yeah, and like I, you only want her because she's positive. But mm-hmm. when she's hating herself, everyone's like, "Whoa, I didn't want to see that." Yeah, and it's like, of of course, people don't. People are like not perfect, right? And I just I don't feel like anyone took enough responsibility for this because I think this is on monica as a coach i think this is definitely that's like a culture that you're setting up literally and i think they didn't address it well enough in the show i think they did an okay job they didn't try to ignore it and they did he get kicked off the show he yeah because he's i think he was arrested i don't know if he's still in jail but he's probably on probation yeah um yeah it just seems so classic that like i don't know I, i think it has to do i have a lot of qualms with like american culture of you know, raising yourself up and then neglecting any sort of, like, mental health once you get to the top. Yeah. And, like, no one seeing him as human, only seeing him as his success story of breaking free of his trauma, as if you could. As if you could, having, like, going on Ellen is going to wipe away 
it's pretty all of this diminishing too Mm -hmm. for someone to like reduce your humanity to like i don't know like quips yeah to just be like oh that positive fat black guy on the show is always like lifting other people up while he doesn't succeed himself really yeah and it's like uh i just i don't interesting and it seems so like conservative in its own sense of like a small texan town of like yeah we were all raped as children and now we just uh, say positive things, and it goes yeah, away. Yeah, and, and turn, uh, turn we that pray around. really hard. Turn that beat around. <laughs> exactly. That's kooky crazy. It's a wild show. It is very interesting. Can't believe it's still. Can't believe. I mean, I can believe it's still going. But it that's only had a second season. I don't think it's gonna go for a third. The second season was a bit of a wash. Yeah. They didn't really know what to do after that. Well, I mean, it's kind of like any of these, like entertainment infrastructures that we've created and then we're like how are problems from society creeping into this like pristine environment that we've created we just wanted to cheer really hard yeah we just wanted to cheer and we thought that would like the ultimate american sport is cheer um props to that that shit is hard but and in the second season they start instead focusing on another like queer black man that they were focusing on before but now jerry's gone so they're like all emphasis on him that's suspect and it's even worse because it's his name is ladarius and he also went through a very traumatic experience growing up also with sexual abuse this and he's very like trauma porny yeah sorry we're really no 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 i mean like it's, <laughs> my trauma, it's trauma porny for them to like capitalize on this but yeah they love these these rise up stories um and like in the he's very angry at jerry obviously because he Mm -hmm. went through something similar and i think they talked about it they were friends and it's like horrible and shocking for him and so he's and i i don't think it was ever like diagnosed and i don't want to diagnose but it seemed kind of like he's having like manic episodes a little bit like throughout this or maybe like borderline of like his both love and hatred for his coach is like played out through the series mm-hmm. of like he quits and he doesn't want to do it anymore and he yeah. hates her and he slanders her online. Um, and the thing about the slandering is like I wish that they would talk about it because they're like, he, I think he called her like a racist, called her like oh, all and, these. And they don't discuss expo- it? They never say why. I'm like, is there truth to this? Can we talk about it? Like, did she yeah. say something? Did she do something? And they're always like, he said all these things. And I'm like, but what about the things he said? Yeah, um, that's a little crazy. Yeah, and then they like make him out to be insane. But I'm like, if we knew about these allegations, maybe we wouldn't think this. And she's all like, I did everything for him. I invited him over for Thanksgiving with my conservative family. Mm, and he doesn't remind, like me anymore. It's reminded me of like Abby Lee Miller, how much she used to like torture those girls on that show. <laughs> oh, what I could say about that show. I love that show. You do? <laughs> Speaking of trauma porn, I yeah, eat that shit literally. up. Yeah, literally. It is so, like, I used to sob watching that show. The dynamics are too much. They're terrifying. But it's, like, reality gold in a way. It's so satisfying in a horrible way. Because mm. you're, like, these are real dynamics. It's a competition, which makes every episode interesting. Yeah. And then it's also entertaining. Yeah, so that was my hot take, is that I think everyone's at fault. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. The conversation around like culpability in reality TV in particular yeah. and also like in competition sport like that. Cuz I feel like reality TV has some of the most like broken people alive and then we're shocked when they get famous and do terrible things. Yeah. Like, and it's what? like, well, you've set up a yeah, you you've totally like created a world for them to fail. Mhm. I mean, 
although fail- failure is a complicated thing too like is that failing or are they succeeding at what you wanted them to do maybe that was the goal all along i mean i'm not saying that she's i'm not <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying that she created this so that he would i don't know uh do the, these things but there is kind of like i don't know there's an interesting world of capital around all of it yeah capitalism naughty naughty capitalism <laughs> loves sexual abuse it does which segues well into my hot take oh go for it it's about abuse oh <laughs> we really <laughs> I went hard for these my next one is even worse oh really yes. Jeez. okay I'm gearing up. Sorry, my like knees are very. Uh, mine tight. is less like exploitation though. It's just more murder. Um. Uh, my next take is I also watched a thing. Um, my thing was: Have you seen the Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons? No, is On that Hulu? like taking down Victoria's Secret industry? Yes. <gasps> I gotta write that down. Okay, you're gonna love that. Lo- you're gonna love it. Oh my god! I can just tell. I felt very much like you when I was watching it. Victoria's Secret is such like a weird world. Oh, dude, it's like you a have horse show. No, I didn't know the half of it. Damn, I'm so interested. And they also, I can tell they didn't go all the way in. But um, basically, I'm in love with Bella Hadid. So, are you really? Oh, deeply. I want to raise horses together. So specific. It's weird. I called Victoria's Secret a horse show, and then I'm like, <laughs> I want to raise horses with <laughs> I Bella Hadid. My horse. <laughs> I love my horse. Ooh, would you raise what kind of horses? Um, I don't know the types, like but Clydesdale, I do, I do mini horses. Clydesdale and not, those are Oh, ponies. I love Clydesdales. Clomp, clomp. They're so cute. I feel like she would want a more sophisticated breed. I think she'd want racing horses mm-hmm. and I would do anything for her. So I would be resentful, but I would go along Speaking with it. Speaking of horses, go see Nope. <sighs> so good. I talked to a guy at the film shoot yesterday who didn't like Nope. <gasps> Wait, I was someone else, I, so I talked to somebody upset. else. Oh, Fernando didn't like it. <sighs> I know. You know, I think it's a subtlety some people just don't understand. And also, we love horses. I also think we... And we love the cast. So we, were like, we were, like, not about getting super scared. True. It I was, guess if you go in for, like, a yeah. traditional... But, like, I don't think Get Out was a traditional. Like, why would you expect that from Jordan well, I Peele? I coming, thought it was coming off lines. of Us. Which oh, was I didn't very, see Us. Okay, us was Maybe very, I didn't like, see it because it's too scary. It was kind of classically horror in the way that it's, like, a little bit bloody, a very suspenseful. You should see us. Maybe I will. It was did you get good. scared? I did, but I feel like if I were to watch it again, I would be chill. We should watch it together, and then we'll watch Get Out because okay. you've never seen that. And I did never you seen see? Us. Like, have you seen The Shining? I have. Okay, it's like maybe the same level of scary as The Shining. Okay, I want to get more into scary movies, so I'll watch it. I haven't seen that many. My one comparison is like <laughs> the Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. Um, I forget what we were talking about. We're talking about your hot take. Oh, oh, oh. It has nothing to do with horses. We really did a spinoff there. Jesus, that was just a chance. Just Victoria's Secret. Okay, okay, okay. Victoria's okay. Secret was bought off of someone um, by this guy named Les Wexner, um, who was this Jewish guy from Ohio, and he made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um. And he bought a bunch of other companies on the come up. So he bought like he he created the limited, Ooh. Um, which was Throwback. like yeah he created the limited, which was 
his version of his father's like department store because he was like i want to sell women's sportswear and his dad was like you'll never make money son and then he was like you'll never make it in this industry yeah so and like his relationship with his parents is very weird they don't go all the way into it in this but anyway he makes a bunch of money he runs the limited he purchases lane bryant he has victoria's secret he has a abercrombie and fitch um and really yeah and actually what i want to talk about is the Abercrombie and Fitch part of it, which wasn't discussed very much in the Victoria's Secret um, You think fat doc. people shouldn't be allowed to wear Abercrombie and Fitch? That's not what I said. First of all, she no, one, deny it. no one should be allowed to wear Abercrombie <laughs> That's and true. Fitch. <laughs> it's unfortunately making a comeback. Um, okay, well, that's what we need to discuss. Ooh. Um, I mean, okay. So they talk a lot in the documentary about his ties to Epstein. Really? They had... A crazy relationship. And by crazy relationship, I mean homoerotic. Really? Yes. I always suspected. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Epstein has denied it in interviews, and Wexner married a woman. But it was clear to, like, th- they were alluding basically the entire time that Wexner was closeted, mm. um, which is probably, like, <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. As somebody who has, like made so much money off of predicting what women would like want and like yeah. want to look like and like i i think that is um i think he like he had his finger on it for like a really long time and then he lost it obviously when like the landscape started to change around retail and like instagram became a thing and body positivity became a thing and like mm-hmm. like airy and their campaign yeah. is like kind of the antithesis of Victoria's Secret. They talk a lot about that. That's so interesting, given how like sexless the Victoria's Secret show kind of is, like trying to be all sexy, but it's honestly like exactly no it meat. has the opposite <laughs> effect. Well, yeah, and, and they talked about the like the uh, direction of the show of the Victoria's Secret fashion show, and like there's one where the girls all dress up as like children essentially are you serious there's it was like a toy themed one. Oh no i think i saw that when the car Delavine on roller skates is that the yeah one? it's with the lollipops i never i never even thought of that no, no no i didn't see it and i didn't make the connection until they were like this is what they were saying Trying was sexy and i was like this makes sense because this man was like in bed with epstein yeah and like he, epstein at one point owned the company he like signed Damn. over he signed over his like all of his rights, all of his rights, his financial things, his like estates, et cetera, et cetera, to Epstein at one point. And That's once wild. um I think it was two thousand seven that he that Wexner was like, Okay, I'm taking everything back because Epstein went down for uh one of his like five billion assault things. Yeah. Is it the Florida <laughs> that, like, got one? Swept under the rug. <laughs> I think it was the Florida one, but yeah. I honestly forget. Um so he he buys back everything. But Epstein had ties to all of these men, essentially, Clinton and Prince Andrew and like all we we know all this and Putin. Now, this could go to a crazy place, but I have a theory about um, Epstein and that whole network like he's just one part essentially of this gigantic network i'm getting very conspiratorial no i mean it's like a real conspiracy which is the hardest yeah exactly anything you read about epstein you're like this goes so much deeper exactly um and he somehow I i forget his exact ties to putin but we know they're there 
he was at one point considered to be like an agent for the Kremlin or something. Yeah, no, no, no. He like there Random. were all these weird things that like, um, what's his name? Acosta, the FBI guy, like didn't or CIA. I yeah, know. he like couldn't confirm or deny Epstein's in like ties to Russia. It was very yeah. strange. It was very bizarre. Um, or like him being an agent, which. I don't know, but I feel like it's weird if you don't deny that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like if you're not outright being like, no, that's ridiculous, then what? That is so curious. Um, so I have a theory. I mean, we all know that Putin's gay. Yeah. And a pedophile. Yeah. It's kind We're of We're going to be on a watch list after this, and I'm ready. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Putin's um, really gay. And he loves horses. Yeah. Okay, I, there are a lot of intersecting <laughs> things here. So um, Abercrombie and Fitch got sold off from Wexner. Wexner sold it off at some point. Mm-hmm. My theory is that he sold it off because there were a lot of rumors and speculations about his sexuality. And I think mm. it behooves you to um, distance yourself from shirtless men when everyone thinks you're gay and you want to deny that. Oh, the Abercrombie part? Yeah. Mm. Um but he sells off the company. The company has been in hot water recently. I haven't seen, there's a doc about that company. Yeah. So I need to see that. But um, they basically uh, were super racist. I'm laughing because it's insane. Um, the And also racism, hilarious. Um, <laughs> what a gag. <laughs> well, uh, no. Uh, they put... Um, they put their employees of color in the back of the store and called yeah. them impact employees. And then the white employees in the front of the store and then called them model employees, which mm-hmm. is fucking weird. Also, like, all their fat phobia. Oh, all yeah. All their lookism. Absolutely. Um, and, like, firing people for, <laughs> for their race. It's mm-hmm. insane. Um, and there was a guy there, I think a photographer maybe, Bruce Weber, went down for a bunch of... Uh, sexual misconduct yeah. although he didn't really he settled a lot of cases last year um and if you settle you're mm, guilty, you're guilty. um so bringing it back to putin who had ties to this network um that epstein was clearly involved in epstein at one point was involved in the like the companies that wexner had a hold on I think that there's, like, this ring of, or not a ring, but, like, a lot of these brands um, had recruiters Mm. who were meant to bring in specific kinds of people who looked a specific kind of way to work for them. And young people. And those people were then connected, basically funneled towards these predators, like Epstein and Putin, et cetera, et cetera. So my thing is that all of this that happened with Victoria's Secret, a lot of it was about Epstein would pretend that he worked for Victoria's Secret in order to get access to women. Yeah. I think the same thing happened with Abercrombie and Fitch and Putin. And Bro. probably a lot of other a lot of other men that we don't know That's about. That's so smart because you hear all these like foreign models who come to the US yeah. to be models and they're just human traffic. Yeah. Like that's so like like right in front of our faces yeah. but unless you think about it exactly especially abercrombie and fitch is such like a child i like i feel like a lot of modeling like you're surprised at how young people are yeah um but i feel like abercrombie and fitch is is a younger base so the models are yeah. very young yeah exactly and childlike exactly and also the whole 
whole premise of Abercrombie and Fitch is like to have the men there, mm-hmm. like to have the employees be these like Adonis, whatever kind of types. Good word. Thank you. Um, I just found it really interesting that they they didn't go. Obviously, this, this was about Victoria's Secret. This was about the grooming, essentially, of of these women, of these female models, or femme models. Um, and then like the rebranding of Victoria's Secret now, because Les has since stepped down. He like has denied basically any association with any of this like shady shit. Um, but that other CEO said all these transphobic things. Like. Yeah. They should just burn Victoria's Secret to the ground. It has never had cute stuff. No. It's not for people. I don't even have, like, big boobs. And, like... I do, and I've never bought a bra there. You can't, because they tell me I'm a double D in <laughs> they there. They tell me... I'm like, th- what? They have said, they said that to me, too. They're like, you're a double D. They tell D. everyone like, they're a D. I have a friend who's literally an A cup. And they're, they're like, like, you're, you're a, a double D. <laughs> like, what is going on in there? There's so much padding. It physically hurts to wear their bras. Yeah. Everything is so cheap and ugly. And the lace is just, like... The lace is disgusting. Oh. But I want to see that place burn. I would love that too. I mean, I feel I feel really bad for the models who have now had to take up the helm of like rebranding the whole thing because I think it's so sus and disgusting. But I think a similar thing. I hope Abercrombie and Fitch just like goes down entirely because I think it's a similarly like terrible brand with awful ethics and like production morals yeah um but, and it's so unnecessary it adds nothing to like the fashion industry and malls are dying like yeah what why why the modeling we... industry i think should be taken down as yeah. a whole it adds really nothing like i, I don't agree. think there's anything creatively productive that comes from modeling i agree but i do want to start hand modeling because true I think it's and i plucked my toes for you so we can start doing some foot modeling on the side Shout out to our audience of only if our parents. If anyone's <laughs> interested in seeing our feet. You know, I think my feet, though veiny, though they look older than I am, kind of sexy, low key. <laughs> yeah, we got those high arches, baby. Yeah. Um, gotta... Do people like that? I don't even know. I don't know. What, what is popular in the foot industry? I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is your mall favorites, they're coming to tumbling down, baby. Yeah. Claire's is next. I'm scared for Gap. <laughs> I love my Gap. <gasps> no. Have you heard about the... Gap Kids trafficking industry? No! No, I'm joking. That's not true. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm just excited to see, like, I know that um, the, the takedowns are kind of slow, but, like, I cannot wait to see um, political leaders get thrown into um, the mix. Of, like, the pedophile? Yeah. Expo- yeah. I just wish that it would so actually much. expose people. Like, I feel like yeah. we these things come out people just brush them under the rug yeah there are a lot of bunch of politicians that have had that and they're like "Mm." yeah they're like well whatever (laughs) i didn't know that they were 13 yeah it's crazy how you're so right how it's like out in the open and we all know it but then you think about it and you're like wait (laughs) literally we can joke about prince andrew all we want but he's still like he's still chilling yeah off the crown money or whatever i one day i aspire like i'm not going to be able to enter the royal family after this podcast i thought you were gonna say the kingdom of heaven <laughs> and i was like that's true <laughs> not not there either um but i would like to to have an expose of the royal family oh i'd be down yeah though i guess maybe it has been a little played out yeah yeah okay i'm ready okay wait maybe i'm not i don't know this one is my hottest take i remember expressing to this to How someone close in my life and i felt like the scoville level 
Seven. Is it I out of ten? Don't think you know how Scoville. <laughs> Isn't that like the hot? Actually, from the... I don't know how Scoville works. Hold on. I watched Scoville Hot Ones. Scale. Yeah. Um. What does it go up to? It's a ghost pepper level. Oh Jesus! Um, it goes really high. It goes really. High. It's no. It's like in the thousands. Hold it on. really depends on how hot I want to take this. Uh, yeah. If you could compare it to a pepper, are we talking like jalapeno, habanero? I think if I softball this, it would be anything spicy to me. That's an unfortunate thing. If you think that girl's really white, you should see me try to eat a hot food (laughs) because it's aggressive. Yeah. I'm not great either. I just cry. My face, bright red. I cry. My throat closes up. I cry. I try to push myself, but it's so embarrassing. Okay. So this is my hot take. It surrounds the um, death of Conrad Roy, questionably murder of Conrad Roy. Um, which the TV show, the Hulu show, The Girl from Plainville, was based upon. Yes. And it's about the guilt or the innocence of Michelle Carter. There's a horny fly in this room, by the way. There is a horny fly. (laughs) been attacking us. Continue. Okay, so if you did not know, Conrad Roy died from suicide when he was 18. Mm -hmm. He filled his truck with carbon monoxide. Um, and when the investigators looked at his phone, they found all these texts from his girlfriend, who was 17 at the time, kind of encouraging him to kill himself. Right. I remember this. My hot take. I went really deep down a rabbit hole when this case first came out, and I read, like, they had released the texts from yeah. uh, that they texted each other, and they're kids, and they live long distance, so they texted a lot. Yeah. I read a lot of their texts. How did they meet? They met on vacation um, with her, their grandparents' families, I think, lived nearby. And so I think they were about an hour apart. Gotcha. Um, And it wasn't really like a relationship, like her parents didn't even know they were together when he died. Mm -hmm. Have you seen the show at all? I haven't seen the show, but I remember this case. It was really well done, I thought. Elle Fanning, I'm always like, oh, Elle Fanning and another thing. And then she proves me wrong. She's She's so good. Hulu is really coming through. Hulu has great shows. I just wish they had a better format for I know, them. and I wish the, there weren't ads. I know, it sucks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Not at all related to this murder I'm just about to butcher. Um, or death. Um, or suicide. I guess it was a suicide. So my hot take, after reading these things, I'm like, I think she's, they literally like in some of the documentaries, people in the area, like she's like the most hated girl alive. Like people think Whoa. she's a villain. People think she's like evil like a, a succubus you know oh not that word I know, sorry jeez <laughs> devil incarnate <laughs> she is the devil they think good lord all right um and i just think like to me it seems like the family okay so if i just i don't think that you can ever blame a suicide on a person i agree I think that legally, it's a big mistake to get into that territory to be like, even if someone sexually assaulted a person and then they killed themselves, which I've seen cases like that. Like, I think you can charge someone from sexual assault. I think you can charge someone for bullying. I think you can charge someone for like a parental abuse. Um, also, aren't there degrees can... of murder or you don't? Like, I think like they, they got her for manslaughter, okay, voluntary manslaughter. Oh, that's interesting. I just think so you, do you disagree with involuntary manslaughter? I think we're like really muddying the waters and yeah. I think we take away all like I think it's kind of like a disrespecting suicide and the autonomy of suicide. Like yeah. I think this was his choice and taking that away from him 
is almost like such I, a disrespect. I I actually really agree with you. And it's it seems like they want like a woman to hate in this case. Also, I would say I I would I would potentially argue if there is a point to argue here that um that the argument of being culpable for someone's suicide could come into play if there was a power dynamic, but mm-hmm. she's younger. Um, there's not a power dynamic. She doesn't have like control over him. I I would think. I feel like it would be different. I would think maybe something different if it was a relationship where he was uh, like 15 and she was like 35 yeah. or something. Or if it and was they like, lived together or and like, like parent and child. Like there are dynamics I think that can kind of create power imbalances that would push someone to do those things. I I still agree like that suicide is an individual's choice but i think there can be more um uh push depending on yeah like an imbalance in the relationship yeah i definitely see that it's sometimes like people in very toxic relationships you're almost like a hostage and that's like your way out yeah i can see but i still wouldn't yeah but i mean still charging somebody for someone else's suicide is an interesting thing it also just seems like, again, this super American culture of, like, you know, suicide is a shameful thing. His family is pretty religious. I think yeah. the extended family did not take suicide well. Yeah. Um, and But I'm like, if we are going to make this woman the villain, this 17-year-old girl with her own intense mental issues, huge, like, um, eating disorder that mm-hmm. she was going through, um, like, bullied by all her classmates... Um, which they actually did in the court trial, bring her classmates in to kind of prove how much they didn't like her. Oh my god! Which was a bold choice. Like it was trying to show that how much she was capitalizing off of his murder, which was Whoa. messed up. Of like trying to use it as like. Was she? She was really obsessed. This is funny with Glee, and like idolized Leah Michelle, which is like mistake number one. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And like Woof. loved like the Cory Monteith, like his death like i think she really wanted that to get that kind of like glow of like people really pity me Whoa. my boyfriend died so she was really like capitalizing off of that which obviously totally unethical but if you look at it as any person looking at a child you'd be like this is some severe mental illness also i mean people grapple with grief in very different yeah. ways you know I mean, like, I'm I'm not saying that she... Like, didn't she text him, like, you should just do it or something? Well, if you look at the messages, this is, I think, why I felt almost sympathetic, is, like, day in and day out, she is helping him with his mental issues. Mm. She has her own mental issues she's going through, but it is all about... Every day, he's like, I want to kill myself. I don't... I want this world to end. Oh, like, yeah. I'm tired of this. And eventually, at first, she's really trying hard. She's like... It's kind of like when your friend is, like, telling you about their, like, terrible relationship. And at first, you're, like, really putting in the effort. And you're like, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You don't deserve that. But eventually, it gets to the point where you're like, I'm just not going to help you anymore. Yeah. And I think she kind of took a turn. She was like, well, if this, like, you're miserable. If this is going to make you happy, then why don't you just do it? Like, maybe her reasoning, I can't speak to her reasoning. Maybe it was more like, well, if he did die, I would be able to get this attention. Like, that would be, like, the worst possible thought process for her and I'm not saying she didn't consider it how much she did seem to love the attention but at that point I'm like if you're 17 your relationship is entirely online you don't have any friends Mm -hmm. it seems like maybe your parents aren't as involved in your life as they should be like 
maybe you think this is the right option for him. He's already, and before they even met, he's already tried to kill himself. I'm like, if we're going to point fingers here, is it your father that hit you? Is it your parents' divorce? Should you be trialed for manslaughter, for custody case getting ugly? Should you be on trial for emotionally abusing your son? Like, it just seems almost hypocritical. And I don't want to, like, point fingers at grieving parents, but I'm like, at some point, making this girl the villain, well, you're like sitting so high and mighty like my son wouldn't have killed himself if it wasn't for her your son already tried to kill himself your son like needed mental health help which i think he did get to some degree but he obviously needed more and And, it's no one's fault and again like who who has the control in these situations like it's the like adults yeah (laughs) it's not it's not the 17 and like 19 year olds literally they just it seems like they just want like a, a devilish woman always in these these yeah. situations that's really an interesting i mean i think it's a this was almost my hot take so i'm glad you did it um were you gonna do this case yeah really yeah that's so funny we both thought of it yeah well i i do think that there is an interesting conversation to be had about the vilification of people who kill themselves mm-hmm. um or not vilification um like the like weirdly like evangelical like yeah uh, like american evangelical like commitment that we have to the idea of like suicide as sin and also um like i don't know just like the lack of conversation around around it it really makes you sick to some degree especially like they always make it out like it was against their will even when not in cases like this, I feel like in, in school when we would have people come in, I feel like they always like brought in grieving mothers to yeah. either give like my son got into drugs or my son kid killed themselves. Um, and it's always like they had a life ahead of them. They had all this and like they couldn't see that. And I'm like, that that could be true. But also like, I don't know. I, I have very different views on suicide. Yeah, I mean, it it's tragic, obviously, to like lose somebody so young Mm -hmm. and that's awful and sad and it's true that they could have like lived a very full life potentially like without killing themselves but also uh i I don't know yeah where's the validity in exploring all the hypotheticals like i think it's more valid to unpack um what is driving children to suicide yeah and less like who's to blame for suicide honestly i just don't know how with your full chest you can blame a 17 year old girl who's obviously deeply mentally ill i mean that's crazy but it's also yeah i think it's indicative of like people don't want to address the fact that like mental health is not accurately discussed or dealt with and where were they in the middle of the country they were in i think near maine it was massachusetts wow lol Thought they were in like Ohio. No, that's it's kind of the interesting thing because like I have a lot of family from Massachusetts and I feel like it's like kind of the it's a progressive state, yeah. But it's like the New England um, unwillingness to talk about feelings. A lot of like religion, not deeply as deeply entrenched. I feel like as the Midwest, but also like like a puritanical streak. Yeah, especially like I and like never addressing issues. In, within families, I feel like it's a big thing. Yes. <laughs> Being careful to speak. <laughs> Hypothetically, now some tread, families deal tread, with this. <laughs> tread lightly, tread lightly. 
though I only speak as an objective observer. Um, yeah, so like in court documents, he'd been physically hit by his father, verbally abused by his grandfather. Yeah. He'd att- attempted suicide after the divorce of his parents. Mm. And she at first repeatedly discouraged him for years, um, encouraged him to get professional help. But then eventually she was like, maybe it's a good thing to help him die. Yeah, I mean, well, let's also talk about the like lack of access to to therapy mm-hmm. or the shame that he felt around getting therapy or something like that you and know you can like, imagine what he must have gone through i feel like i've heard so many stories from people of like they attempted suicide and the way their family treats them afterwards is yeah. terrible like you're both like a huge liability and they treat you like you're a bomb about to go off but they also treat you like you were overreacting yeah and like you were silly and that you were doing this to hurt them or getting it using it to get attention yeah i mean the reality is that everyone's like like everyone's ego comes into play so much in uh death (laughs) ego death well no like in conversations about death i Mm -hmm. think your ego really shines through like and what you think about um mortality and like the validity of death like why is death less valid than life yeah and it's kind of like Let's not include that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's fair. I think it's totally fair. Like, I really believe in assisted suicide. And I don't know if I only believe in it for old people that are sick. Like, I think mm-hmm. I might believe in it as a choice that anyone can make. That's interesting. I mean, there used to be much less... We've had this conversation, but there used to be much less shame around um, suicide and the idea that you could choose that as a path. Yeah, because I feel like if we legalized it, we made it valid. Like, I think people think that everyone would be go rushing to the hospital to get euthanized. But I think once you open that choice up to people, make it a lot less shameful... I feel yeah, like it, the rates like that, would kind of stop, and it wouldn't be such horrific ways of dying. That's what makes me so sad, yeah, is that you have to hang yourself. You really have to tragic. make people find you with your guts out, you know, like your head exploded. Like, that's so, like, dehumanizing yeah. for someone killing themselves and unfair to the people that find them. Like, if it was a safe way. Yeah, it's kind of like them providing, like, sterilized heroin needles for people in Seattle yeah. or wherever they do that. And it's like, people I mean, think that's they're kind encouraging of, that's it. kind of a no-brainer, like... Don't you want people to <laughs> be safer? Literally. And reading about how, like, most Gen Z people live with their parents and that mm-hmm. a normal, like, working 40 to 50 hours a week at minimum wage, you can't afford an apartment in any of the, any city. Like, that makes, that makes me you want to kill deeply, yourself. yeah, it makes me deeply depressed to think about having to work meaningless jobs hour after hour and not being able to enjoy even, like, the simplest of comfort. That's so true. That's what scares me, is, like, a future where I'm dependent on, like, having to suckle from the teat of capitalism and get nothing. Speaking of cow's milk. That's a dry, dry, crusty teat. It's a dry, crusty teat. And, I mean, he's 18 at this. I imagine, like, I think that's the point where you kind of have this existential realization or like you're picturing yourself in a bigger world and it's overwhelming yeah you don't know you have to choose college if you want to you have to choose like where you want to live you have to and like your your scale is so small for the world like you only know your family really Mm. you only know your tiny town you only know like like you don't even know college you don't even know people outside of that like yeah yeah i think 
and I think another component of this conversation that's fascinating is that she's a young girl and like why yeah why we gotta why we gotta hate on young women we do that's what when in the documentary is that's really what kind of pushed me to this decision or this like opinion on this case was how like vehemently 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 all the people were slandering her they would go to like the donut shop and be like do you know michelle carter and they're like that stupid bitch like that awful woman she's a word i don't even want to say and i'm like she's a kid who like she goes into court and she's like 40 pounds underweight you're like jesus like this is someone suffering with real huge issues how do they portray it in the show I think they did a really good job of showing, like, someone with real delusion. Mm. And, of course, like, it has to do with, you know, Elle Fanning's amazing acting is that she can really... Shout out to you, Elle. <laughs> if you might shout someone out, I do a peace sign. I don't know why. <laughs> um, oh, they're watching us, little women. Um, We're the little women? or they're... Oh, they're the little women. Cute little women. They're old. Um, Tender. Oh no, they're all staring. What was I saying? Now I'm getting nervous. Oh no, oh no. Oh, she's taking a taking photo a next photo. to it, which is really a choice. What was my thought? Oh, just like you can see, like I don't feel like they really villainize her. Um, I think they do a pretty fair job of showing, um, like what, like that she thought she was in love with him. Yeah, yeah. The and delusion. that this yeah. to her was like the best solution. I honestly didn't finish the series though. I think I got like halfway through. I think it just got a little too... It's dark. Yeah. And then, like, I can understand, like, I don't know how her family feels about that. Oh, Uh, that's His family feels about that. Yeah, the ethics of, like, creating this fictionalized version of real events. Because I've heard that a lot of, like, like, true crime people get really upset. Not, like, true crime people, but people who've had... What's her name? Gucci, who is, like, so mad at Lady Gaga. Yeah. I mean, in that case, I'm like, A... If it was better done, I wouldn't <laughs> give a shit. But yeah. it was a bad movie. It was a bad movie. So bad. Talk to Ridley. Talk Deeply to Ridley confusing, about it. too. I watched that and I was like, what did I just watch? Really? Just, I mean, I didn't watch it. Oh. I feel like I watched the trailer and I was like, you looked out. This told me enough. What's funny, though, is like, I didn't realize that guy was Jared Leto <laughs> until like weeks later. That's a testament to Jared Leto. It That's a really testament is. to the makeup artist. I don't want to give a testament ever to Jared Leto because I know he's yeah. a shitbag, but he oh, always, he? he's damn. awful. Ugh. And he was mean to Winona Ryder, so that's where <gasps> I step in. No, not Winona. That's when I got to get involved. Um, <laughs> apparently, he was like a real creep on Girl Interrupted. He was Ew. a real creep when he was playing the Joker, and he wasn't even good at it. Ew. But he does have the, like, the power to transform. Like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, it's cool. They got, like, a real Italian little fat guy in there. <laughs> Weeks later, I'm like, that's Jared Leto. <laughs> it's true that they got that. <laughs> one of found that Ellis, guy off the street of, of Italy. Neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> He's just wandering Rome, and they're like, hey, you want to be in this? Running around Carroll Gardens. Oh, it was such a bad movie. Jesus Christ. That's rough. But Gucci's a terrible brand. They've never... It's ugly. It is hideous. Sorry. And it's so, like, hyper-masculine in a way that I hate. It's, like, gaudy in, like, an actually distasteful way to Literally. me. Literally. It's kind of sickening. I'm a Dior girl. Really? I'm a... I like Chloe. Oh. But I love Dior, too. I like Dior. I just like the pretty dresses. <laughs> pretty dresses. I like the all the hand work, like, metal on all their oh, purses. Yeah. Wait, did you see the Dior show at the... 
The one that the Bard film guy filmed? No, the Dior show at the Brooklyn Museum. It was so good. I don't think I did. Damn, it was amazing. Damn. Maybe that was before I have, like, strong opinions on luxury brands, though I... I mean, yeah. nothing to base it on. It did feel a little, like, weird to be, like, just surrounded by pretty dresses. No, that's so awesome, Because I was like, I was like, whoa! And, like, a nice place to have it. I I just, I think I have opinions on luxury brands where I'm like, oh, that's tacky. Having owned nothing. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Like, Versace is so, like like nouveau riche yeah <laughs> i've never been able to afford anything from versace 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 wow well that got real dark yeah i think we really like delved into a a wormhole and i i apologize it's if okay. i offended his family but <laughs> i had to speak my truth on this podcast of three listeners yeah <laughs> of, of our collected <laughs> Family. I think if his family is listening to here's the gag, there might be bigger issues at hand. I love how there's no gag on this. We're just yeah, like, the gag. I think the we, gag we is, gagged people. We, oh, like they're getting gagged. I think we shoved our, our the gag is that we're gonna get served throat. with a gag order. That's the gag at the end of this. I love that. <laughs> our aim every episode. You know, if Lady Gaga didn't come for us last episode, us slandering her Yo. Gucci movie might be the end for us. That's so And true. the sad thing is I'm a huge Gaga music fan. I'm a huge Gaga and Tony Bennett fan. And oh. after that, I stop. I just think you step away from acting. Get your paws off of it. Stick to I've those, had enough. Stick <laughs> to the Cole Porter songbook, baby. That's yeah. what I want to hear out of you. Give me some more pop jams. Sorry. I mean, whatever. She can, she'll do whatever she wants, clearly. Yeah. But... Yeah, clearly she will. Clearly she'll do whatever she wants. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do have questions. I didn't mind her that much in A Star Is Born. I didn't watch it, but I I don't know if I like it already. Bradley Cooper has given me the ick consistently in every film he's ever been in. I watched clips of that. Like, I couldn't get into it because he's doing that terrible voice. He was really good in Licorice Pizza because he played an asshole. I want to watch that. Okay, well, I think I'd we like have to it. Talk about it. I know that has its issues of its own, <laughs> but I think I'd like it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was wholesome, um, but also kind of pointless. Anyway. Yeah. But what is it? True. Should we pivot to Reddit? I kind of want to talk more about suicide. Oh, do you? I don't know if I do. I, I think I've depressed myself. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to. I want to bring you out of this. Please don't kill yourself, because then this podcast will really go nowhere uh, fast. That's so true. It'll be me grieving <laughs> to people. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Sometimes I think I should stop drinking coffee because it gives me like the craziest suicidal ideation. Really? Because my mood swings get so intensified by caffeine that I'll be Whoa. like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. I love this cup of coffee. And then seconds later, I'm like, I should just end it all. Okay, well, never the drink world matcha. The not worth living. apparently it's more caffeinated than Really? Allegedly. I used to love matcha. I had a phase. Well, then did you have a suicidal ideation? I had ideation? a scare. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The matcha scare. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, this one is bad. Oh, I had. <laughs> Can we have a happy one? <laughs> it's so hard to have happy ones. Oh, I, got, I have good news also. Give me your good news. Um, it's that the same-sex bill passed in the House. Forty-seven Republicans uh, are probably gay, so they said yes. I love that. I love forty-six Republicans 47. being gay. Forty-seven. Don't... Forty-seven. So the last one I decided wasn't gay enough. Oh, okay. Although Marco, wait, Marco Rubio had an excellent <laughs> quote about it. Oh, and he said, <laughs> "Wait, 
<laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. He was like annoyed that they were bringing up that they were that Democrats were pushing this bill through the House because um, he thought that there were better things to do, like address gas prices. And he said, I know plenty of gay people in Florida that are pissed off about gas prices. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the two issues, they don't have to be separate. They don't have to be separate. (laughs) The gays also care about the gas. They don't have to be separate. But also, Marco Rubio, you don't know any gay people. (laughs) I mean, him and his wife. (laughs) True that. <laughs> True that, man. He's gay. Marco We're calling everyone gay. Putin's gay. Marco Rubio's gay. I use it as a slur. I'm taking back the word, to be honest. Uh, I do, actually. I'm always like, that's super gay. I've never said gay. <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> the Floridians will come for us. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that he said, I know plenty of gay people in Florida that are pissed off about gas prices. Like, I- Anyway, <laughs> take it away. Try Sorry, it. I'm just, I'm hoping I found no, no, good no. ones. Take I'm getting away. nervous. Are they too sad? Um, all the true off my chest ones were very sad. Okay, well, don't give me a sad one. Yeah. Okay, this one is, this one I thought was funny. Okay. Um, I have a coworker who repeatedly calls me out regarding my weight. I'm female, 5'9", 115 pounds, and very thin. She is very overweight. All the time she makes comments about my weight. She doesn't call me by my name. She calls me slim. And I even heard her say one time, go ask toothpick. (laughs) And she has said stuff like, you need some meat on your bones and you need to eat. I have only worked here for eight days. I've asked her very nicely to stop. Yesterday, I asked her to stop calling me. Stop calling me slim again. And she basically said it's her mouth and she can do what she wants. Wait, that's it's my <laughs> mouth. I can do what I want. Today she said, morning, slim. I replied, morning, chunky. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a perfectly <laughs> really great work relationship. It's like a start of a good friendship. Jesus. And she got upset and actually started crying. Everybody here at work, only six of us total, is saying I'm wrong and I should apologize for being called fat is different than being called skinny because skinny is a compliment. I said, as long as she calls me slim, I will call him chunky. And now I'm the bad person. Am I the asshole if I don't apologize? The owner manager has completely ignored the situation and saying it's a high school issue and we should figure it out. We don't have HR. There are only six of us we here. We don't have HR. <laughs> there are only six of us here. Cupcake shop. <laughs> was the icing on top wait (laughs) we are all regular employees i went to the owner before i called her chunky and i asked him to talk to her because i felt like she was harassing me that's when he said we can handle it ourselves that's why i called her chunky (laughs) i told her to stop calling me slim (laughs) and i didn't like it it. and she continued to do it she didn't stop after doing it i asked multiple times that i didn't know what to do besides what she was doing to me she brought up my weight i brought up hers (laughs) This story has to be fake. Not toothpick. I just love a morning slim. <laughs> Go ask a toothpick. I uh, have to say, this is my hot take. I think we should be able to insult skinny people all we goddamn want. <laughs> we get so little joy out of life. Can we not just say morning toothpick? 
Hey, skinny, oh. get over here. <laughs> I mean, okay. We really shouldn't be making remarks about anybody's body. We should be able to insult them based on how stupid they are. I think we're. I think I have a pass. I've slept with a lot of very, very skinny men, so I think I'm allowed to call anyone toothpick if I wanna. Okay. Well, I don't want to get into your sexual history, but if we're doing it, yeah, let's talk about. I think that's a slur I'm allowed to say. Also, since yeah, I mean, I think skinny and slim have a different um, have a different uh impact shall we say hey slim also oh, slim so is one word away from slim jim which is delicious literally imagine we call him slim jim i i would take that as a compliment i'd be into it literally i just i know that people shouldn't comment on people's bodies at all but i find it funny when i read things about yeah, skinny people who are always or so like, upset it's so tough i know also, i hate wait. when people say they're comparable i fully don't believe they're comparable I, no 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 they're definitely not they are fighting these little skin skinnies i mean let's not <laughs> pretend that we're all not like deeply fat phobic truly i'm not i mean i i'm not saying i don't look at skinny people and go like whoa you're a little too skinny because sometimes that's the reality. Sometimes they want us to say that. I know you're thinking that's slim. Sometimes you wear absolutely Whoa. nothing, and then you're like, oh, forgot to eat today. Oh, okay. You want us all to go, go eat a hamburger. We're going to get a restraining order <laughs> after this. I'm coming for the slims today. You are coming for the skinny. They like it. They're getting off on it. <laughs> Come on. You work at a cupcake shop, and you're skinny, and you're not hoping someone says, I wish I looked like you. That was a microaggression on yourself. I... Don't try to be diplomatic, Ella. I, I'm, I'm Go not. Go for the slims. I'm not. I mean, I think that we've all you wanted slim. to be skinny. So I think if you're like, you're skinny, I, what? Yeah. No, I fully understand how upsetting this could be for this girl, but I also feel like you can't find them comparable. No. And also, you know what? Take the L. Yeah. Take the L. So, so it's, it's, not, it's like, not like she's like truly bullying you. She's not like, I do this. hey, Chunky. <laughs> I think Christ. she's within her right to say, hey, Chunky. I just don't feel I think like... she's within her right to say, hey, Chunky, but I think she's got to be ready for that blowback. Yeah, she should. You have to understand there are different, uh, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, man. I think out of Chunky is a good response, but you have to admit it's totally out of pocket. It's totally Like, you out have of to pocket. be like, I'm the villain. Or, hey, or settle into being called slim and be like, hey. <laughs> it's like, me, Slim Jim. Yeah, hey, like, fatty. compare yourself to a piece of celery. Like, I don't know. Like, get ahead of it. It's just so funny. Like, it's so funnily written. I can't believe that it's hilarious. <laughs> Go ask Toothpick. Go ask Toothpick is a line. <laughs> I like so much. <laughs> you hear someone call you Toothpick. Wait, but also I'm imagining a 5'9", I guess, woman, man. TBD. 5'9", 115 Person. pounds. You're asking for it. You're really, you're quite slim. You are a toothpick. I mean, that's an unavoidable, like someone's, uh, that's noticeable. Yeah, you're lucky she's not calling you bones. Because I wouldn't be so kind. <laughs> Rib cage. <laughs> What's funny, Skeleton. I brought this up because I just knew that if someone was going around calling either of us slim, we'd be, we'd like, be like, stop oh my God! it. <laughs> but I can't believe HR, they're oh. calling me skinny again. I know, again. that stupid meme that's like, so you think, you think I'm skinny? skinny? <laughs> so flattered <laughs> but we're just bringing our own fat phobia and our own body issues onto little slim's experience and I, little slim I okay now slim you're should be able to be as skinny as she wants you're and call it. people chunky if she wants go off chunky monkey <laughs> can you start calling me chunky monkey <laughs> it's 
if that's what you want. I do. Yeah. I want you to do it in public so people gasp. But only if you call me skinny. <laughs> I'm going to just a say, rebuke. hey, Slim. <laughs> Actually, I think I want Slim Jim. A Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah, <a> Chunky Monkey. It's <laughs> just so funny because it's such like a... Like, and of course she's not technically in the wrong, but I just love skinny people that it is kind feel of the crazy. need to exp- like How, complain. Yeah. It is that is a really interesting uh, part of life, mm-hmm. and the idea that I get so upset when anyone's like, "You're fat," than when anyone's like, "You're skinny." Yeah, I mean it's true, it's, and it's like you have to just look at like society as a whole. You don't exist in a vacuum when you're like right. Like I, I, I do feel bad because it's obviously women that get the worst of it. You know, like. I don't feel like, I, mean, I guess the world is can be tough on skinny men, maybe more so than. Well, you'd know best. As someone who lived in proxy to many skinny men, I would say that it in proxy. Seems, what does that mean? In proxy means you're working like in place of that other person. I think you mean in proximity. Wow. No, I'm written arts myself. major. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I keep around. <laughs> I guess some people are offended by being called skinny. So. Thank the way you to my the... heart, though. Yeah. Thanks. Tell me I need to eat more. I will. Thanks. No, I... now I know you're lying, so it actually hurt my feelings. No, what? I do think you're skinny. Okay, now we're getting to a weird place. <laughs> now we've gone too far. <laughs> now we're getting to a weird, weird place. <laughs> we were both defending... <laughs> That community and then also being kind of offensive. Yeah, we're being terrible people right now. Listen, we all have the bodies that we have. I wish that we could just chill in them. Uh, Yeah. Wish that I could just chill and not wake up and be like so sad. Literally. Especially in the summer. Uh, Especially in the summer. Although I will say this summer is the summer I've probably felt the best about my body. I think so too. Which I I hope is just a result of aging. Yeah, I think it probably is. And then also maybe like having to be inside during COVID for so long. Yeah. Like I'm ready. I just, it's not that I care less. I would, I care the same amount. Oh my Mm -hmm. God, that's my stomach. I wonder if I picked that up. Um, I definitely care the same amount, but I feel like I look better. Maybe it's delusion. Maybe I think it's you delusion. look good. Maybe it's Maybelline. I think it's the shoulder tan. Well, that's all the time we have here on Here's the Gag. I hope that you are not deeply upset by our controversial opinions, Slim. If, if, you, <laughs> if you are, it's all right. Toothpick. You'll get over it. Hey, toothpick. From your favorite Ooh. chunky monkeys on the pod. <laughs> And we'll see you uh, same time next week. We love you guys. Stay safe. Love you, Mom. Stay cool. (laughs) Love you, Dad. Love you. (laughs) For supporting my dreams. Thanks for supporting my dreams. This is where my college education went. (laughs) Okay, bye. Fat shaming on the pod. Skinny shamers. (laughs) (laughs) We have to cap it earlier than that. Stop listening, Slim. (laughs) 